Father, we give you praise and glory. Thank you for the privilege of sharing fellowship in this atmosphere. I ask for the spirit of insight, spirit of revelation as I share your word. Let lives be transformed and destinies be brought into alignment with your will. In the mighty, matchless name of the Lord Jesus, we call it done. Amen. Please take your seats in heavenly places. Um, we began a series a couple of weeks ago dealing with some characters that we need to watch out for throughout the pages of scripture. What was the first one we dealt with? Who remembered? We dealt with the kings of this world. The kings of this world. The next one, we dealt with the Judases of this world. And then we have done the the ten spies of this world. And then the last one was the, the Jezebels of this world. This morning, we are going to deal with the Delilahs of this world. Somebody say the Delilahs of this world. Oh, come on, shout. It's like somebody's offended already. It's like your relative is Delilah. So you don't say the Delilahs of this world. Hallelujah. The purpose of this series is to bring a level of insight. You see that there's power in relationships. And God in his wisdom, whenever he creates a man, creates a system for the man's sustenance and upliftment. And so God looked at Adam and said, it is not good that a man be alone. I need to create a help meet for him. So even though God's plan initially was to create a man that he can have fellowship with, he created a system of relationship that will sustain that man. Are you with me? So God understands and knows the power of relationships so much so that when the son of God was walking on the earth, one of the first things he did after fasting and praying for his ministry was to go out there and select the 12 that he will work with. Why didn't he do it all by himself? Because no matter who you are, you need partnerships and relationships. The Bible says concerning Peter, that when he had an encounter with Jesus, and Jesus said, cast your nets to the other side. When he did and caught a great catch, the Bible said his partners now came, and they also benefited from the catch. Because no matter what you're doing, if you don't have people that you're doing it with, if you have, don't have relationships and partnerships, you are limited in the level of impact you can make. Anything you can do by yourself cannot have a global reach. If you, are, if you are doing church, if you are doing ministry and you are doing it alone, it means that it lacks the ability to have global reach. Look, Jesus, the Bible says, had an encounter with the Samaritan woman. Just that, by that one encounter, this woman now goes everywhere, starts spreading. I have just met the Savior. I have just met the Messiah. So Jesus never stepped foot there at that time, but his name is spread abroad because he has one encounter with one person that causes it to spread. So relationships are powerful and they are pivotal to the rising and upliftment of men. However, we need to balance that revelation with an understanding that although relationships matter, not all relationships matter. And that is why it is important that we go through these things, the kings of this world, the Judases of this world, so that we know. Because you see, when a Judas is entering your life, for example, he will not come and introduce himself and say, hello, my name is Judas. The only way you will see is through the character that they show, through the things that, you see, people don't even realize that they are married to Judases. Can I go there? Okay. No, let's leave Judas alone for now and let's enter into Delilah's circles. Somebody say Delilah. 
Now, her whole story can be found in the book of Judges chapter 16. Judges chapter 16. The first character of a Delilah is that she is, or they are sent into your life to sabotage it. That's the only reason they are there. The Bible said that the Philistine elders or chiefs went to her and they said, you see this man, Samson, he is causing or wrecking havoc in this nation. We need you to find a way to enter his life and to be able to get information for us as to how he's able to have the level of strength that he's commanded. How does he have it? No, so the whole reason why Delilah entered Samson's life was not because he hasn't seen a man so handsome like him before. It's not because he, is, he has fallen in love. He's been swept off her feet. No, it's because she has an assignment. And the assignment is that she is sent to go and sabotage the man's destiny. Not everybody in your life is there because they love you so much. They are not all, you see, it's not everybody who is around you because they love your smile. There are people whose sole agenda is to ensure and insist on, on, on making sure that you don't rise. That you don't make impact. That is the only reason they are there. They can smile with you and laugh with you and do everything they are supposed to do, but they are on assignment. You think if the enemy sends a witch into your life, they, they will come and they will not play the role. They will play the role and yet they are there simply to bring you down. I remember my father told me a story of a man he had an encounter with. And when he was playing with this man, God showed him that your wife is a witch. And so how can you say that? How can, how can you tell me this story? The woman that I love. And the man said, don't do anything about what I've told you. Don't say anything about it. Just watch. He woke up one day. Around one, somebody say one day. One day. Around 1 a.m. Only to go and see the wife in the hall, legs crossed, pots in front of her, mixing things and namuringing all about. And then he realized that what this man said was true. He is married, according to him, to a woman. But according to the system that has been set up, married to a saboteur. Somebody that is just there to ensure that there is no rising. See, church, child of God, don't just marry because you are in love. Love is not enough reason to get married. See, if you marry just because you're in love, it means you have not matured, number one. Number two, it means you have not had mastery over your emotions. There must be purpose to the thing beyond love. Because it is the purpose that will sustain it. Even when you don't feel like you are in love. Can I communicate to somebody? Somebody is not happy at all because, because right here in church, he just told somebody that I love you and, and Apostle is here messing the whole thing up. What are you talking about? Hey, you just told the lady and, and Apostle is here just spoiling the whole shaking tables and all that. Hey. So the only reason Delilah was in Samson's life was just because he was, I mean, she was on a, an assignment. That was why she was there. Delilahs simply are in your life because they are there to sabotage. Amen? Number two. Somebody say number two. 
I can't hear you shout number two. All right. Number two, Delilah's are manipulators. Also, if we read Judges chapter 16, let's do verses 9 and 10. Judges chapter 16. So, so this is Delilah going to something and say, you need to tell me the source of your strength. You, you need to bring me to terms with how you are able to do the things that you do. How do you, how are you so empowered that you break a gate that is in, and carry the gate and the pillars and everything on your shoulder of a city and run with it? How do you do the things you do? Judges 9. Yeah. 16, 9. Yes. Now there were men lying in wait. Okay. Abiding with her in the chamber. Okay. And she said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he break the witch mm. as a thread or tool is broken mm. when it toucheth the fire. Now, now watch it. The first time she goes to him and says, Tell me, tell me what 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 is the secret? Okay, you need to just tie me with some ropes, some twigs. Tie, tie me with some twigs, and my power will be gone. And when she he told her this, the Bible says she connived with the Philistine army, the soldiers, and they came and they were lying in wait. And then she tied him. And shouted, they are coming, definitely. And the Bible says he just got up and tore the whole thing. So she was just trying to see if the thing is actually true. And as soon as it's true, she would ensure that the army will come and pick him up. So while she's crying and saying, You don't love me, you know, you don't share with me. See, there are people they are crying and saying, You don't open up. If you open up, that's your end. The secret you tell them is the reason they will leave you. Can I go there? It is not. Listen, there are some secrets you must guard with your life. Not everybody deserves to know certain things about your life, certain things about your future, especially certain things about your past. Because there are many of you, you are not who you used to be. And so if you communicate to somebody a picture of who you used to be, they will never accept that you have changed and you have moved on. And they will weaponize that information against you. And that is why you need wisdom to know who needs to know what. Some of you talk too much. Just because you said you started dating two days, the person knows your great grandfather sent him. Hey. Everything about you is in the This is Raku. You have you have opened the whole file. Everybody knows. So by the time you finish university, all the 14 people you dated know everything about you. My God, my God, my God. But she was just there on assignment to manipulate him. Said, you don't love me. Oh, you tell me. If you really love me, you will tell me. Oh, share something, so. Cool. I think we need a special, a special series on Samson. That's the problem. You see, Samson's first wife. Listen carefully. Samson's first wife. Do you know Samson had the first wife? Okay. Some of you are wondering. Hey, it's only Delilah I know. Samson had the first wife. On the day they were getting married, while the feast and everything was happening, the Bible says he gave a, a radio. And when he gave the radio, he challenged them and said, anybody who can answer this radio, I will give you 30 shirts of linen and 30 changes of clothing. And then they went. The Bible says after three days, they couldn't figure out the interpretation to the radio. They now went to Samson's first wife and said, you know, you are one of us. You need to get that information out of him for us. The woman went and started. You don't love me. 
If you loved me, you would have told me. This thing that you should tell me this thing. Eh, you see, I won't tell anybody. Is it not me and you again? Ko yeah. started opening up. Chokrodo, 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 chokrodo. Said everything. The next morning, the people said, We have come with the answer. And they brought the answer to him. Guess what? Out of anger, he ran away to neighboring villages to go and pick their clothes and brought it back. When he went, the father-in-law picked the wife and dashed the wife to the best man. So after all that he went through with her, Yasan Jeffin is him so account. And he still didn't learn. It's like, it's like, and that one too was a Philistine woman, just like Delilah. It's like many of us here who have a, a taste for foreign men and foreign women. Now, now understand my interpretation of foreign men and foreign women. You are a Christian. You believe in God. You are tongue speaking. You have the Holy Ghost on your inside. Yet, when 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 you it comes to women, those are not the kinds of women that are attractive to you. You like the Nicki Minaj type of women. I came for somebody this morning. I came for somebody. This morning. When it comes to men, you are you are in the choir, you are singing, you believe in God, you are tongue speaking. Unless apostle doesn't say lift up your right hand and begin to pray, you, you begin to pray in elective tongues. Yet, when it comes to your choice of men, it is foreign men that are attractive to you. You know, the beard gang, the six pack that don't fear God, those are the ones that you like. That don't fear God. You are dating somebody who has told you you go to church too much. You think it's love. Every day you are in church. When you are praying, you, you have never prayed with them. Even if you dare pray with them, you can't pray in tongues because you know the things they say about it. You know what they say about giving in church, but you are in love. You can't blame something if you are like that. Because you are like him. You have, you have a taste for foreign women. For them. Look at somebody's face. See, I suspect you. I suspect. I suspect. What are you talking about? So, so the lilas are manipulators. She was just manipulating him. She tried again a second time, and when when she shouted, something got up. Obviously, because he lied to her. The third time, he was now. The Bible says he was now exasperated. He was tired of the pressure. See. You, you think you are so strong but if you remain with somebody who is like that they will pressure you and break you are you with me they will pressure you and break you if you keep at that place so i can handle it for how long i can take it for how long am i communicating eventually something said okay it is in my hair you know it is in my hair he slept and the Bible says she herself shaved her hair off. Even if he, assuming it wasn't in her hair, like she would have changed his looks forever. All in a bit to find the secret. Change his image forever. And as soon as she did that, she screamed and something couldn't even do anything. And they just came to pick him. She has achieved her purpose. Her assignment was done because her only reason for being there was to manipulate him to get that information 
you need to be sure all the people in your life in this season are there for the right reasons that they are not there just to manipulate you are you with me they are not there just to control you and and force feed you things you don't need for your destiny there's, there, there, there are some manipulators like that who will give you ideas that are not yours, that have nothing to do with you. And suddenly, you look at the ideas you are presenting, it's so nice, it seems to work, and you will stop everything God has given to you just to pursue that idea and waste your time. Am I making some sense? And waste your time. Because that's not what God has called you to do. They will push you to do things that have, has nothing to do in your story, in your destiny, in, your, in, your, in where God is taking you. They are manipulators. Delilahs are manipulators. They will manipulate you. They will ask you a question not because they care about the answer. They are asking you because they want to push you into a certain place. Have you not realized people will come to Jesus and ask him a question? Not because they are interested in the answer. They just want to use his answers and his words against him. May God give us wisdom to answer a fool according to his folly. Your amen is suffering this morning. Yes. Because not everyone demanding or desiring an answer wants the right answer. How do you know that you are not the faith person, the gentleman saying I love you too? You are not the faith person. How do you know? You are in a queue, you don't know yet. Number three characteristics of the Delilahs. They are relentless with pressure. So for verse 16. They are relentless with pressure. And it came to pass mm. when she pressed him daily with her words mm-hmm. and urged him mm. so that his soul was vexed unto death. I mean, can you hear this one? What did she do daily? Pressed him daily. Daily. To the point that the Bible said he was vexed and his soul was even dying. So as a way of relieving himself, that's why he opened up and told her, because I'm tired of all this. They are relentless with pressure. I've had people like that in my life. So, you know, sometimes you'll be there and I've, I've had a few people like that. They'll call you and say, oh, man of God, um, when am I preaching for you? God says I should come and bless your people. And I'm like, have I been cursing them all along? Like, I don't understand. Did, did I, I don't, did, what do you mean by God says you come and bless them? What's going on in this place? And I'll tell them, oh, you, you hear from me. And they will send messages and calls and text. I'm just looking at them laughing. Bless your own people now. What do you think? But they'll be relentless. I will just take myself from that space, that environment. I won't let your pressure come and kill me. See, there are people here who said yes to people because they're giving them pressure. They're just tired of their pressure. Let me try him too. Let me let me see what will happen. Maybe he has good intent. That's why. Can I get a witness in this place? Oh, I, I can't hear you at all. Can I get a witness? <laughs> they just they, it was the pressure. See, the person did pressure, went to tell the friends, you know, sorted the friends out. So the friends were also saying some for them. And the pressure everywhere, you can't sleep. Oh, council of elders, council of friendships. See, in every, I've taught them before. In everybody's life, there are those who call the board of directors. They are the key people who are influential in making decisions in the person's life. Especially the women. 
I know when I asked my wife out, the council of elders and board of directors sat on my issue. They wanted to investigate. And the board of directors agreed with her that she should marry me. Are you with me now? They are relentless with pressure. Think about it. What would you have done differently in your life were it not for certain pressures that you experienced in life? There are people who did courses because of pressure. You never wanted to do it. Pressure put you there. So you are finished, but the paper is just paper. Like your heart is not even in it. Because that's not what you wanted to do ever. Pressure to do. Can I get an amen? Yeah. There are people doing ministry because of pressure. There are people dating because of pressure. All the roommates are dating, so they must date. Are you okay? Ask your neighbor, are you okay? Yeah. Delilahs are relentless when it comes to pressure. They will keep pouring and keep pressuring you and keep pressuring you. If there's somebody in your life who is in that space, in that place of incessantly keeping pressure on you, you need to begin to watch out. Because one day, you will break. One day. One day you will break and you'll just do what they are pushing you to do. Not because it is the right thing for you, but just because you can't stand the pressure anymore and your heart is vexed. You see, Samson was the strongest person ever in scripture. But even the strongest people can break sometimes. Are you with me? Sometimes, even the strongest people can break. No matter how strong you are, you can't be too strong to break. And that is why you don't allow yourself to dwell too long in a place where the pressure is what determines what you do and how you live your life. Over time, it will begin to control your actions. Over time, it will begin to dictate to you what you do in life. Instead of ensuring that you are doing or taking the decisions God intends for you to take in every season. Delilahs are relentless with pressure. Some of our uncles can be Delilahs. I'm in America. I want you to come to America. Whether you like it or not, you must come. I've started process. You too, you don't want to go. Or God hasn't sent you to go there. But every two days they will call you. And tell everybody in the family, I'm trying to help him. He doesn't want to be helped. And aunties and everybody is calling. It's like, is everything okay? Can I get a witness in this place? <laughs> number, number four. They will weaponize your vulnerabilities against you. They will weaponize your vulnerabilities against you. So for verse 19. Verse 19. And she made him sleep upon her knees. And she uh, called... What, what version is that? What version is that? Okay, NIV, NIV should be better. That's 19. If you have NIV. NIV. Yes, sir. 19. And after putting him to sleep on her lap, mm-hmm, that's she one. called for someone to shave off the seventh okay. braid of his hair. Where did he put his head? I can't hear you. Where? Lap. On her lap. 
he put his head on her lap. That was the last time she ever had power in her life. There are times in life it is better to put your head on a stone than on the lap of Delilah. Are you with me now? Tell somebody, be careful where you put your head. Yeah. The Bible said that Jacob put his head on a stone, on a rock. And suddenly he began to have visions and saw angels climbing up and down to ascending to and fro and going to heaven and coming back. His head was on a rock and he was seeing visions. Samson's head was on a lap and he was finished. So sometimes it is better to go and put your head on a rock if your future will be secure than to put it on a lap. You know, she weaponized his vulnerabilities. What's your head? If, if, if you have your head on the lap of your wife and not in Safi Femu Kakra, his vulnerabilities was used against him. He thought it was a symbol of love, he thought it was an endearment, it was a trap. That's what I've told you. Look, everybody seated under the sound of my voice, I've taught you that we have been saved. We are being saved, we will be saved. I didn't hear an amen at all. Yeah. We have been transformed, we are being transformed, we will be transformed. There are three dimensions of transformation for every Christian. And so, because we are the workmanship of God, we are work in progress in the hands of God in the flesh. People will still have battles with issues in life and vulnerabilities in life. And if you pour your vulnerabilities into the hands of a Delilah, you are finished. Not everyone must be privy to your battles. They will carry weapons to your enemies to finish you in the battle. Can I get an amen in this place? Yeah. Whilst you are believing God to deal with the vulnerabilities, you don't just hand it, carry it suffer and hand it to hand it into the hands of a, a Delilah. Somebody is here. Bibi to watch and say so be hey. Don't advertise because the truth is, see, many men, many people have the tendency of stoning you publicly for the things you are doing privately. Does that make sense? Of attacking you publicly for the things they are partnering with privately. So you need to be wise in presenting your vulnerabilities one to God and two to people with maturity who can help you and pull you out of them. Not to tell everybody. If you allow yourself to be vulnerable in the hands of a Delilah, you won't survive. Because that's the reason they are there anyway. Have you not heard people have, have opened up to others before you realize some other people have gotten to know the things they told them? You, you are here. It has happened to you before. Why are you pretending? You told somebody something about you and before you realize the third party somewhere knew about it. 
Hallelujah. Number five. Finally, number five. When Delilah is done with you, your future will become bleak and you won't see your way. Verse 21. When she's done with you, finally, your future becomes bleak and you will not be able to see your way. Then the Philistines seized him. They did what? They seized him. They seized him. Gorged out his eyes. They gorged out his eyes. And took him down to Gaza. Binding him with bronze shackles. Mm. They set him to grinding grain in the prison. Mm. But the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. The first thing they did was they, they tied him and gorged out his eyes. So he lacked the ability to see from that time. The only thing we hear about him from that day is when he actually was brought, held the pillars, pushed it, and finished everybody. But his future could have been brighter and better than that. What a way for such a mighty man to end because of a delight. You see, he, had, he was so strong that he could on his own have entered into the city of the Philistines and finished everybody, come home and drank tea, and life would have just moved on. That was the level of strength and grace God gave to him. But because he fell into the wrong hands and wrong company, his eyes were gorged out. He spent the last part of his years as a prisoner grinding grain. Grinding grain. It's like, you know those places where you want to do banquet and you take your thing and they do But this one, it wasn't the machine doing it. This one, it was hard labor, manual labor. He used a system where he had to push and apply himself. And because the strength was left, he was now pushing like a normal man, so he was feeling it. With no eyes. So he was now at the mercy of his enemies to determine where to take him and what to do with him. Imagine if you're a guard, prison guard in Philistine, and this man has killed your family member and now they brought him and he's blind. All because he fell into the wrong company. His eyes. When a Delilah is done with you, your ability to see far is curtailed. Your vision is blurred. Because you spend so much time with them such that it is the picture of reality they paint for you that becomes your reality. Amen. Do you know the words you hear are powerful? And the people you interface with are, are pow- as powerful as the words. So the kinds of things you hear continually begins to shape your reality. I've told you before that two people can be confronted with the same issue, but their reactions to the issues is what set them apart one from the other. So one person can see it as a challenge, like the brothers of David seeing Goliath and the men of Israel seeing Goliath and everybody is running away. And David sees him and is asking, what would they do for the man who kills this man? He is seeing him as an opportunity for him to receive some grace, some goodness from the king. And so when he goes, I come not against you in my name, but I come against you in the name of the Lord God Almighty, the Lord of hosts. So what you continually hear shapes how you see things in life. How, how, your, how what determines what your reality is. You see, how many of you think that Ghana is hard? Like it's hard. How many of you think there are opportunities in Ghana? How many of you think there is money in Ghana? Yes. You see, so there is somebody here who thinks Ghana is hard and also thinks there are opportunities in Ghana. 
So, no matter the hardship, he is seeing the hardship that within that confine, there is an opportunity to still make it. Another person thinks Ghana is hard and that's it, full stop. So, he will blame everybody. My family, my father, if my father had made it, if my lecturer had given me first class, blame everybody. They will never look into the mirror. When they de- see, that's why you don't allow yourself to enter the circles of delightless. When they are done with you, your reality becomes obscure. Please, you're your own. Tell somebody you're your own. Yeah. May God deliver us from the hands of delightless in the name of Jesus. You see, after she went for her money, we don't hear from her anymore. She's probably chilling on Miami Beach somewhere. Assignment completed. On to the next. We'll be doing IG. Something down. On to the next. Soft life. Just see payment. Soft life. The man too is there. Because he was manipulated, he finished him. I have seen many great men who have been manipulated out of their destinies. They have been manipulated out of them. They have missed it. But somebody just manipulated them. Look, if you, if you are an avid follower of the NBA, you will see a lot of people who used to make millions of dollars in their heydays. Today, what they will eat is a problem. Bankrupt. Because they sent a Delilah into their lives. Who finished them? Hallelujah. The delights have, be, have become rich out of their circumstances. Can we pray this prayer right now? That may God deliver us from any delightless in and around our lives. Lift up your right hand, begin to pray right now. May God deliver us. May God expose them and deliver us. Thank 
Thank you for listening to the Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. For more of these messages, please subscribe to his podcast and SoundCloud. It's Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. To interact with him, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr.